All right, we're beginning here at the bottom of Nun Zayin and Mudbet, the last line in the Gemara. The Gemara here is discussing the question that was raised by Ishmael Ish Kvar Yama or Ishmael Ish Kvar Dima with regards to Gidulim and Ikar. Ikar, that is, Ikar Shalisur, because it came out of Shviyut, and Gidulim that grew in Shminit, which are Shalheter. And the question is, Kevin Derabu Gidulav Mi Karo, since the now growth has exceeded the amount of the Ikar, Otan gidule heter malina teisurlo. To the growth of heter, does that override mivatel the ikar? The ikar is the fact that you planting something that has a bulb or something that is part and parcel of the isur that you plant and remains intact even when the thing grows afterwards. So that ikar, what is its relationship to the heter? And yesterday we saw the question according to the different rishonim is exactly what the nature of the question is. Depending like Duran, who wants to know whether the Gidulim are Shalheter or not Shalheter. The other Rishonim, who think that it's Gidulim, are definitely Shalheter. Just a question if they are Mivatelet. We saw that the Rosh discusses the issue of whether there's really, really Irbuv here. Do they really mix together? Or are they considered to be independent entities? Just like the Ikar is not Mivatel the Gidulim. Maybe the Gidulim are not Mivatel the Ikar. Or maybe the Gidulim are exceptional because they grow. And by the fact that they grow, they're exceptional. So again, we saw that yesterday's DAP, that was the question that was posed. What we then saw was a number of memrod brought by the Amoraim that tried to resolve this issue by quoting these different memrod. And the Gemara is going back and forth between these memrod. We rejected the last proof that we brought because we said maybe by the case there, it was the Chumrah, that was just the Chumrah, it wasn't the Din Mikara Din. Ela Min we're going to learn it out from here. The Tanyo, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Davar Matirin, anything that is a Davar Sheyeshlo Matirin, something that will become Heter in the long run, Kagong, what are examples of a Davar Sheyeshlo Matirin? Tevel, Umasr Sheni, Vehegdesh, Vehadash. So Tevel has a din of Heter because you can be metakein the Tevel. You can actually separate out the Trumot and Masrot. And even if it gets mixed up in something else, you can be mafish the chumot masrot from something, another item that's chayav, or another item that's tevel, you can be mafish the chumot masrot, and you can be matir the tevel that's there, that's combined inside of the chulin, and therefore it's davar sheish lo matirin. Maser sheni and hagdesh, maser sheni, one possibility is that you bring it up to Yushalayim. So even if it's mixed up with chulin, if you bring it up to Yushalayim, then it becomes heter, or a common thing between Agdesh and Masr Shani is that they're both redeemable. And since they're redeemable, you could remove the problem of the Isur by redeeming it. Vechadash, you just have to wait until the Omer, or when there's no Omer, until Harry Mizrach, until the, the sun rises on the 16th, then the Din of Hachadash disappears. So these are all things that have Davarshi Yeshlo Matirim, things that will eventually become Shel Heter. Lo Natnu Ba'en Chachamim Shior. The Chachamim did not give any Shi'ur. By these items, they gave no Shi'ur because we know that there's no bitul when it comes to Davar Sheyeshlo Matirin. This we saw back on Daf Nun Bet by the Mishnah over there that the Rishonim discussed the fact that it's only true by Min Bimino. It's only true by Min Bimino. Do we say Davar Sheyeshlo Matirin is not Batel at all? But the Be'min She'eno Mino, over there we saw that it's Batel Be'notentam, it's Batel Be'shishim. So most of the Bishonim explained that over here we're talking about Min Be'mino, 
and it's a koshu, and that's why these it's a davarsho yishlo matirin, and it's a problem. And that's why, because there's no bitul over here. We discussed the Ran Shita versus Rashi Shita, Rashi Shita by Devarshi Eshla Matirin is just wait. Because why not just eat a behet there if you can't? Why eat a beast or if you can eat a behet there? The Ran Shita, on the other hand, is that you need opposites in order to be Mavatel. You need contrasting items. And by the mere fact that it's Min She'enu Mino plus it's Isur Behet there, that's enough to be make a bitul. Min Bimino, there's not enough contrast there because the physical properties of the item are the same, and the Easter of a heter is not so far apart, because even the Easter will eventually be heter. And therefore, there's no bitul, and that's why it doesn't work by the Vashish Matirim. We discussed the difference in their views of bitul, possibly, that leads to this shita about why by the Vashish Matirim there's no bitul. So here we have these three, four items, Tevel, Maser, Shini, Hagdesh, and Chadash, all the Vashish Matirim, and therefore they have no shior. Tosafot over here notes that the Gemara in Avodah Zarah actually says the reason that Tevel is not Batel is because Hetero Kachisuro. The way that you're Matirit is the same way that it becomes a Sur. So how are you Metakain Tevel? You're Metakain Tevel by taking off a Chitachat. Because Truma, which makes the Tevel Ois Tevel, that Truma, you can be Poter Be Chitachat Poter Tetakri. So since one little Kernel can be matir the tevel. The Gemara of Avodah says kehetero kachitzuro. Just like by the heter, one single chita will take care of it to be matir it. So to be the tevel will make things asur even be koshuhu. And that's the reason why tevel is not batel. So Tosfot wants to understand how come our Gemara says the reason tevel is not batel is because davar sheish to matin. And the Gemara of Avodah says the reason that it's not batel is because it's kehetero kachitzuro. So Tosvah creates an ukimta to try to solve the problem, and he says that hatam. In the case of Yam, the case where the owners went overseas, yitiro. We don't have anybody there to be matirit. So he creates a case where it's not a davarshish lo matirin because we got rid of the person that could make it into hetter, and that's the baal. The baal is not present; he's not around. So now we don't have an option or to say that it's davarshish lo matirin. So somewhat of a difficult answer, because Davashish Matirin never has a time frame necessarily around it. It's just when the Baal shows up, he'll make it into Heter. But Tosavot seems to say that it has to be something more immediate in order for it to be considered Davashish Matirin. Therefore, if the Baal is absent, then Davashish Matirin is not a factor. And the reason that Tevo makes something Asur, Bekoshu, is because of the din of Ketero Kach Isuro. A different way to deal with that problem, which actually makes a lot of sense, is that Tevel means different things in different places. Tevel just means that whatever item you have there has something else mixed in with it that needs to be mufrash, that needs to be separated. So in general, if you have Tevel, Tevel requires Chuma to be taken off of it, requires Maser to be taken off of it, requires Maser Sheni or Maser Ani to be taken off of it. So all of these items make it into Tevel. If it's Tevel the Chuma, then you could have the Din of Ketero Kachisuro. Because Chuma, the heter through Chuma, or makes it no longer Tevel, is you take off the one Chita. Then when you're talking about Maser, or even Chumat Maser, or Maser Shini, where there's a fixed amount, it's 10%, then it's a much larger number, and you can't say, So the answer might be that we're talking about different types of Tevel. The Tevel in the Gemara and Vodah Zarah is Tevel the Chuma. Since it's Tevel the Chuma, 
Over here, we're talking about something that's not Tevel Lichuma necessarily, but it's Tevel for Maser, or Maser Sheni, or it's Tevel for Trumat Maser. And so because of that, it doesn't have the din of Ketero, Kachisuro, and that's why we have to invoke the principle of Davar Sheesh Lo Matirin. That's a different way to deal with reconciling that Gemara in Avodah with the Gemara here, that makes a lot of sense because the differentiation in Tevel has to do with the nature of the item that you have to be mafrish from it. So if it's a davar that you're mafrish kosho, or is it a davar that you're mafrish a fixed amount from it. And based on that, that will reconcile the Gemara in Avodah Zarah with our Gemara over here. Alright, so now the Brayta gives a second series of items. Mechol davar she'en lo matirin, things that do not have a heter, mean that they are permanently be'isuran, kigon, truma, utrumat maser, v'chala, over there, the Chachamim gave a Shi'ur for Bito. So, Truma, Trumat Maser, and Chala is 100 to 1. Orla and Kilea Kerem are 200 to 1. So, there is Bito over there because these are Dvarim, Shein no Matirim. These are things that never become Heter. Orla and Kilea Kerem are things that are permanently Asur. Once they become Asur, there's nothing that can remove the Isur from them. Truma, Trumat Maser, Vechala, which are all subsets of Truma. Over there, once you make it into Truma, you can't reverse it. And therefore, it's a Devar Shein Lo Matirin. Now, that's not really true, because Hafashat Truma is similar to a nether. And a person can actually be Matir, their Hafashat Truma. They go to the Chacham, just like their Matir and nether. The separation out of the Truma is equivalent to a nether. And you can actually get Hatara to remove the Truma, or the Trumat Maser, or the Chala. So that should be a Davar, Sheesh Lo Matirim. The Gemara later on will discuss that difference between Nidarim and the case of Truma and Trumat Maser, and the key difference is the obligation to be Matir Neder. When it comes to a Neder, there's an obligation to be Matir Neder, therefore it's deemed to be a Davar, Sheesh Lo Matirim. On the other hand, Truma, Trumat Maser, and Chala, you're not required to do Hatara. We actually prefer if you don't do a Hatara. It happens to be an option that if necessary, you can do a hatara. But since it's not something that we would compel you to do, or we would not encourage you to do it, therefore it's not deemed or considered to be a davar sheish lo matirim. So since all these items are davarim asurim, the chachamim gave us a shiur in terms of their bitul, amrulo. So they say to Rabbi Shimon, Balo shvi'it ain't la matirin. What about shvi'it? Shvi'it has no matir. Once something becomes a sur, bishvi'it. Then there's no heter. And yet, there is no shiur by shvi'it. Something that's a bishvi'it is oser, other things, even bekoshu. Now, if it's davar she'enlo matirin, the way that Rabbi Shimon sets up this structurally, that means it should be something that the chamim gave a shiur for bitul. How come there's no shiur bitul over here? Koshu makes it a sur. Why should that be the case? Amar lahen. So Rabbi Shimon says back to them, Afani lo amarti el lebiur. I only meant it with regards to biur. Avol achila benotein tam. When it comes to achila, then it is benotein tam. So now there's a difference between the biur or the achila over here. We know that biur is when the Chayata Sadek can no longer find the fruits or the vegetables that are from the Shvi'it in the field. Then, when the Chaya or the Behema no longer has access to that item in the field, then you have an obligation for all that item that's found in your house to do Bi'ur. It's called Bi'ur Perot Shvi'it. 
Abiyor Perot Shviit Machloket Rishonim as to how do you accomplish it? According to the Ramban, you accomplish it by being Mafkirit. You make it Hefker, and then you can reacquire it, or then you can eat it and you can utilize it afterwards. So Hefker is the way to rid yourself of the problem of Biur. On the other hand, the Rambam believes that Biur is literally the way to perform Biur is to destroy, to burn, to get rid of this item completely. So now, what Rabbi Shimon is saying is that there's a difference between Biur and Achila. And he says, with regards to Achila, I agree that there is Bitul, and there's Bitul by Notein Tam. Another hand, with regards to Biur, there is no Bitul, and it's a Sur Bikoshul. So according to the Ramban, it's easy to explain, because Biur Perut is Yeshla Matirin. It's very easy. You can be Matir Biur from Perut If Perut Shvit pass through the Zvana Biur, and they become a Surim, we're not going to tell you to be mavatel then because you can just do biur. What do you do biur? You mafkir them. If you mafkir them and then you require them afterwards, you have a way to get het there here. So davar sheish lo matirin. So the biur or the perot that are chayav in biur are davar sheish lo matirin and therefore they're oser bekoshu. On the other hand, when it comes to the achila, the way that they explain it is that what it means by the biur means that's shishit going into the shvi'it. It's a shishit item that then grew in the shvit, and it's a surbakoshu because the addition of the growth of the shvit. So over there I say that it's davar sheisho matirim. Because I can eat it now during the shvit, according to the Ran. According to others, I can eat it after the biur. So it's a davar sheisho matirim. So based on that, it's oserbakoshu. On the other hand, if we're talking about something that grew in the shvit, bisur, and then you're adding on heter by the shminit in the eighth year, that is not a davar sheishto matirim because there's no head there for this isur. This is something that grew be isur and shvit. It's not just have kedusha shvit. Doesn't just have the kedusha shvit, which will lead to an isur and zmana biur, but rather it's something that is asur the gamre svichin or something that was planted on shvit. So that's isur the gamre. And then when you talk about being mevatel that with head there, there is no davar sheishto matirim over here. And therefore, if the head there exceeds the isur benotin tam, it would be mutar. Because that's not a davar sheishlo matirim, and since it's a davar that does not have matirin, therefore the perot shvit that are mixed up with other perot, we will say that they are batel binotein tam. Again, for the Ramban, it's easy to understand why perot shvit or davar sheishlo matirin is because you can just have care and you be matirin. According to the Rambam, who says that biur is sreifa, then why is the davar sheishlo matirin? So the Ran explains over here, that's because you could just eat it. You could eat it before the zmana biur. If you eat it before the zmana biur, then it's head there. And you don't have to worry about it. So that's why it's called Davar Sheshlo Matirin. And if it's a Davar Sheshlo Matirin, that's why it's a Sur Bikoshu. That's how the Ran explains what's happening here. But when it comes to Achila, Achila is only Be Notein Tam. So in the end, Rabbi Shimon differentiates between Perot Shvit in the instance where they are Davar Sheshlo Matirin. It's not Batel because it's a Sur Bikoshu. Because before Zman Abiyur, it's Mutar Bachila. After Zman Abiyur, it's a Sur Bachila. That means before Biyur, it's a Sur Bikoshu. After the Biyur, it'll only be a Sur Tam. Because after the Biyur, it's not a Davar Sheshu Matirim. Before the Biyur, it is a Davar Sheshu Matirim. Alright, so now, the Gemara asked a question, and it's not clear here what, why this is a proof to what we're looking for. Our discussion is a discussion about Ikar and Gidulim. This brighter that we just brought, brought a discussion between the Chachamim and Rabbi Shimon, where clearly Rabbi Shimon says that you have items that when they are mixed together, tarovet shel shvi'it, with non-shvi'it, is a sur That's what Rabbi Shimon says. 
So now, what is the circumstance in which you are a Sorbakoshu? You easily could have explained this Brighta as speaking about a case where it's Tarovit. It's a mixture of fruits that were from the Shvi'it and a mixture of fruits that are from the Shminit or the other way around, Shvi'it and Shishit. So you have Heter fruits together with fruits that are Sarim. And the Koshu that's a Sur is in this Tarovit. Who says that we're talking about a case of Ikar and Gidulim? That is not clear from this Brighta. And that's what the Rishonim argue about over here. How do you know, or what is this Isur that we're talking about here that is Bakoshu? And in a sense, it has nothing to do with the topic that we are speaking about. So some suggest that the statement, just like by Tarovit, this is the Din, so too the din will be the same with regards to Gidulim. So if you have a batzal shel shishit, you have an onion that was from the sixth year, and then it continues to grow, it grows in the shvi'it, and the Gidulim grow in the shvi'it, and now it becomes chayav in biur. So now you have the Gidule shvi'it that are mevatel, the heter shel ikar. They wipe out the heter, the ikar that is heter, because of the Gidulim of Shvit. So the Gidulim of Shvit overcome or override the Ikar of Shishit. And from here you would conclude that the Gidulim have the power to override the Ikar. So too, by the case of Rabbi Shmuel Ishkvar Yamo, you would say the same thing. That the Gidulei Heter overcome the Ikar of Isur. Now that just assumes that just like by Tarovit, this is the Din, so too is the din with regards to an ikar and gidulim that are planted. How you make that leap or why that's the case is not clear here. But some of the Rishonim just explain it that way. You can see them explaining that just like this is true by Tarovet, so too this would be true by ikar and gidulim. There are those that suggest that the reason you would say that is because the Brita speaks in a case of stam. It speaks about any case of Tarovet. And since it takes about any case of tarovit, tarovit can come about in different ways. You can have tarovit, which is you have fruits from shishit and fruits from shvit that get mixed. You also can have a tarovit because they grew together. And since the item grew, there was an ikar of shishit, and then there is gidulim and shishvit, that's also a case of tarovit. The fact that the bride doesn't differentiate in those cases means that it makes its statement irrespective of how the tarovit came about. And since it's irrespective of how the tarovit came about, we could even explain it in a case where we're talking about an ikar of heter, and Gidulim of Isur. And that's how they make this leap from the case that we bring, which seems to be talking about Tarovet, to our case of Ikar and Gidulim. Right, based on the sheet of the Rosh that we saw yesterday, that when it comes to Tarovet, he asked the question of whether there's really Bitul over here or there's no Bitul over here. I mean, are the Gidulim separate from the Ikar or not separate from the Ikar? And what you could see over here is the fact that Isur Koshu creates a problem that shows you that the Gidulim have an independent status from the Ikar. If they have an independent status of the Ikar, then there is no Tarovet, there is no Bitul. And because of that, that little piece of Isur is able to create a problem for the whole item that's here. So then, if that's the case, that the Gidulim are not considered to be part and parcel of the Ikar, not Bifatulina love, then also, you can also conclude the other way around. That if it was an Ikarvisur, it's not mitvatel the Gedulei Heter. The Gedulei Heter would not override the Isur over here. So that's the way that, according to that sheet of the Rosh that we're talking about, is there really a Tarovit over here? The answer is no, because we see that an Isur Koshu of Shvi'it 
ruins it. That means that the Gidulim of Shvi'it have an independent status from the Ikar. They have an independent status from the Ikar. Then they're not Batel. The same is true in reverse, which is that if the Ikar was Shelisur and the Gidulim of Heter, they would not be Batel, the Ikar. That's another way to come to this conclusion over here. Kamar's answer is along the lines of what you said over here. Vedoma ha nami l'chumra shiny. The same answer that we gave in yesterday's doc, the chumra shiny. So to over here, we say the chumra is shiny. It's different over here, it's the chumra. Now, why is it the chumra over here? Didn't the Gemara already use this answer in the previous case? And why isn't the Gemara aware of the fact that when we do things the chumra, the isur, that we might say things are asur, even though they're really mutar. And so the Gemara's answer over here, the chumra should have been obvious. So the Ran explains that over here, it's a double chumra. It's a double chumra because Number one, we're saying biur is a davar sheish lo matirim. That's already a chumra to say that biur is considered to be a davar sheish lo matirim. Number two is that we're saying over here that the gidulim are separate from the ikar and they're not considered to be heter just because they came out of an ikar shel heter. And in addition to that, they're oser bekol shuhu. So you have a double chumra over here. So maybe the gemara suggests that maybe in that case we wouldn't say that the oh, chumra shiny because there's already like layers and layers of chumrot. If already it's Mi'ikar Din, then I would understand it. But here, when you're going to say it's a Chumrah on top of a Chumrah, maybe that won't be the case. The Gemara's answer is it is a Chumrah. Over here, it's still considered to be a Chumrah. So now the Gemara brings Ela Minada Pashto. Let's find an answer from this Mishnah. It's not. B'tzalim Shiyadu'alehem Gishamim. You had onions that rain, were rained on. B'tzimchu. And they started to grow. Imayu'alim Shalem Shchorim. If their leaves are black, Asurim then they are sur. Horiku, if they are green, mutarim, then they are mutar. Now whether shchorim means really black and horiku means really green, it could be that we're talking about shades of green over here. That shchorim means dark green and horiku means light green. That's very possible, not just black and green. But the key difference over here, as mentioned by the Bishonim, is that when a onion grows, from the ground, and it's a healthy onion growing from the ground, the leaves are either black or dark green. On the other hand, if the onion grows, not because it's planted in the ground, but because it continues to grow on its own, then the leaves grow, they're either a lighter green or they're a green, and that's how you know how it grew. So the case here is a case where he seemingly picked the onions on shishit, and then he re-puts them into the ground to be shomer them. He stores them in the ground in the interim, and it goes into the shvi'it. It rains now on Shvi'it, and the onions, the leaves from the onions grow. So now we want to understand the fact that the onions grew. Is that just simply because the onions continue to grow on their own, and they are drawing sustenance from themselves? Or are they growing because of their connection to the ground? The difference would be, if they're connected to the ground, then we would be adding on Isur because they're growing during Shvi'it. On the other hand, if they grew because of their own, then these are Shishit onions, and they continue to be Shishit onions. So what the Tanakhama says is if they have dark leaves, then you know they're drawing sustenance from the ground, they're growing from the ground, and now you add it on, Isur of Shvi'it, and they're Asurim. On the other hand, if the leaves remain either a light green or a green, then you know that they are self-sustaining, meaning that they're just growing because they're expanding themselves, but not because they are really rooting or taking root in the ground. If you can pull them out of the ground with their leaves, Asurim. Because that tells you how healthy the leaves are because they're still strongly attached to the onion. And if you can lift them out by the leaves, that shows you that they're still growing. Ukenegdan, the Motzei Shvi'it. 
and the opposite will be true with regards to Motzei Shvit that they are mutarim. So now you have here Rabbi Hananya ben Antigonus argues on the Tanakama. It's not clear if he's really arguing on the Tanakama. Is giving a different method for making the same determination as the Tanakama. Tanakama gives you one to make the determination. Rabbi ben Antigonus gives a different one. They're not arguing. Or the possibility is that Rabbi Hananya ben Antigonus is machmir and says that it's even if they are not so dark and even if they're not so black. The leaves, if you can pull them out with the leaves, that's still considered to be that it's growing. And therefore, Rabbi Hanani ben Antigonus is machmir over here. So he says, whatever is true of a shishit going into the shvi'it is also true of a shvi'it going into the shminit. But then it says that if they went from shvi'it into shminit, they are mutarim. Lememra, what do you conclude from this? That gedulei heter malin isur. The way that Rabbi Hanani ben Antigonus says is that if the shminit stuff grows, it's mutar. That means that it's able to create heter by overriding the isur from the shvi'it. The more answers, v'dilma b'miduchanim. Maybe they are crushed. There are two ways that the Rishonim explain that they're crushed over here. The onions were crushed. Like the Ran says it over here. Rashi says something similar. The Ran says that they crushed the onion before they planted it. And then they planted the onion. So he says that that piece of onion is a davar garua. It's not a significant item. It's not really any car anymore because he crushed it. But despite the fact that it was crushed, it successfully grew. So over there, we talk about the Gidulim overriding the Ikar, because the Ikar is not your typical Ikar. It's not an Ikar that has significance to it. Therefore, the Gidulim are able to override it. That's the way the Ran explains The Rosh explains it differently. And David, this goes to your question from before. The Rosh says over here, He crushed them and then mixed them up. That which grew with the Ikar. And now they're batel bishishim like other isurim. When you don't have them mixed together, we don't consider them to be mu'uravim. And since they're not mu'uravim, they're not batel. So that goes to your question before. Why don't we just say that they're not mu'urav and therefore there is no bitul over here? And that's exactly what the rush says. That the case where they're still intact, the ikar and the gidulim are intact, there's no bitul over here. Because there's no iruv. There's no mixing. On the other hand, when you're meducha, means that they were crushed and mixed together. Literally mixed together. In that case, you can talk about bitul because now they're indistinguishable parts. You can no longer identify the ikar separately from the gidul. And so therefore, it's not considered to be bitul. So that's the rosh. Again, the shitato. The rosh shitato says the whole question of the gemara here is how significant is the gidul versus how significant is the ikar that we can say they're not mi'urav or they are mi'urav. So now, what the Rosh is suggesting, according to this Gemara's answer, is that they're not mu'urav, and they are not mevatel each other. The only time they're mevatel each other is when they're crushed and put together. That's when they're mevatel each other. But otherwise, we wouldn't say that they are mevatel each other. Now, this also helps to solve a huge problem in this Gemara, which is that the Mishnah says, according to Rabbi Hanani ben Antigonus, the same way they are sur, they are mutar. But that's not really an equation of equivalence. And that's already noted by the Rosh himself. The Russian says, It's not exactly an equal case. Why? A gidul that grows even the smallest amount makes the whole thing a sur. But gidul heter, not a kosher of heter, doesn't help you. It only helps you if it's a rove of heter that overrides the ikar. So when the Mishnah over here says, you can't talk about some case of equivalence. It's not really equivalent. In one case, we're talking about kosher v'isur. 
In the other case, we're talking about a robe of heter. And the Rosh says, ain't okanami. We're not making a comparison of equivalence in Shior. We're just saying you the same din will apply, that the Gidulim will have an impact on the Ikar, both in Sheminit as well as in Shvi'it. So that's the way the Rosh, first of all, acknowledges there's a problem. And that's how he deals with the Irbuv here, with the mixing versus the non-mixing as to what the case of Meducha is. On the other hand, the Baliat Tosafot brings another scenario. And the Rosh, Mishans, says that the second half of the Mishnah is talking about the same case as the first half. The first half of the Mishnah is talking about a case where it went from Shishit into Shvi'it. So you know what happened? The Shishit was the Ikar. The Ikar was Beheter from the Shishit. Then it went into Shvi'it, and the Shvi'it grew a Koshu. It makes it all Asur. Then they were planted again in the Shminit. They were planted in the eighth year, and it grew a Koshu of Heter now. So what the Rosh Mishat says is that that Koshu of Heter is sufficient to wipe out the Koshu of Isur that came in the Shvi'it. And he says that it is equivalent now, because just like in the Shvi'it, the Koshu makes it Asur, so too in the Shminit, the Koshu will make it Heter, because the Ikar from the Shishit is still there. So the Ikar of Heter is there. A Koshu of Shvi'it makes it Asur. But a kosher of Shminit now helps you to wipe out the kosher of Shvi'it, and now you go back to being heter. And that's how the Rosh Mishans deals with this problem of saying that it's not really equivalent. He says it is equivalent because you thought the case of Shminit was a case where it was grown in Shvi'it, and then he planted and it grew again on the Shminit. That's wrong. It's a continuation of the first case. Grew in the sixth year, grew again in the seventh year, and then grew again in the eighth year. So that's how he solves that problem. The Ran over here says that the case is a case that is of equivalence. But he says here, Mishum, Dvalim alalu vaday rabu gidulim alikar habatzal. Since in this add addition of the heter and the leaves, it overrides the ikar, amuraben, therefore it's been vatelet. So what the Ran says is that a little bit of heter, because we're talking about the leaves themselves, not the ikar. The leaves themselves, the heter, is sufficient to override the isur in the leaf. The leaf's isur that comes from the ikar can be overridden by the kosher of heter that have the gidulim that are found in this leaf. And then these leaves that grow, that little amount that they grew now brings the heter to the level where it's going to override. And so he says that, that we're at that point in the growth where a little more, that little extra, brings it to the point where the gidulim override. And so based on that, the Ron says it is a case of equivalence that a kosher would make it a sur. And a kosher who will make it mutar. The Tosafot over here asks the basic question, which is that we know that Shvi'it is not Oser B'Kosher. We find many instances in Shas where that's not the case. And therefore the Tosafot wants to explain all these cases of Shemitah here slightly differently than others, which is that the case is not a case where it grew in the Shishit and then stayed in the ground to the Shvi'it and then grew a little more. It's Oser B'Kosher, but rather it's a case where it was planted in the Shishit. He picked it and then he replanted it during the Shvi'it. And therefore, by replanting it there during the Shvi'it, that's what creates the Isur over here, because it's not just the Koshul. The whole replanting during the Shvi'it is what generates the problem here. It's not simply that you have Shishit that has a Gidul of Shvi'it on top of it, but it's rather an item that has significant growth during Shvi'it because it was replanted during the Shvi'it. was uprooted in the Shishit, and then was replanted on the Shvi'it. And therefore it's a sur because like kilaya karem, because that's different. That's not something that stayed in the ground and continued to grow. But it's rather it's something that was planted. So as the Gospel explains in the Sheet of Tosavot, 
since there needs to be a dime when you plant it again on the Shvit, therefore they made the Easter of Tosefet Koshul. So even though generally Shvit doesn't have a dinner of Tosefet Koshul, in this case where you uprooted in the Shishi, then replanted in the Shvit, it does have an Easter of Koshul because of the Nitya and the violation of the Easter be a dime of planting on Shvit. As he points out, similar to Kilayim, where if you planted it and it was Kilayim in the beginning, even with Hashrasha, just rooting is enough to make it completely Asur. Well, then if it grew behet there, and then the kilaim only entered the picture afterwards, then you need it to be 200 to 1, or more than 1 to 200 of Isur that grew afterwards, and it will make it a sur. So the threshold for Isur is much lower when you are starting out the thing be Isur, and you are be a daim creating the union of the Isur. And therefore, it's a sur bekoshu. On the other hand, if it happens after the fact, then it's subject to the regular rules of bitul. Alright, so now the Gemara says, we don't have a conclusion from this. Ella, minada detanyo. Let's learn it out from this breaker. Haminakesh imakuti, bechasiyot. Someone who is, generally the word minakesh means to weed. That means that you're taking out unnecessary plants from the ground in order to allow the other plants to grow. On the other hand, the Iran over here says, it's like a pruning. He's taking off the excess leaves from the item. So the Ran sees it more like pruning versus other Rishonim who see it more like Minakesh, which is weeding. But he's doing it with a kuti. Bechasiyot. Chasiyot we'll see in a second in the Gemara are items that grow with bulbs. That are items that continue to grow and they don't disappear when you grow them again. Like onions, potatoes, garlic, all those types of items, things that we've been talking about until now. Ochel man, achilat He's allowed to eat from them while he's working. He's allowed to eat with them Anything like a snack. Umasran vadai. And he has to take off masro from them vadai. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, im Yisrael chashud al-shviit, if you're talking about a person that's chashud al-shviit, lo motzei shviit mutar. Then on motzei shviit, it's mutar. So now let's start with the first part of the case, which is the case of minakesh emakuti. It's an individual who's working with the kuti in the field. What are we afraid of? We're afraid of the fact that the kuti doesn't take off masro. He doesn't take off Chumoto Masrot from his Tevel. So what did he do? He had last year's crop. He never took off anything from it, Chumoto Masrot, because he planned on replanting it. So since he planned on replanting it, he puts it in the ground, and now it grows again. But the item that he put in the ground was Tevel. Now, if it's Tevel, how can you eat from it? Because it's Chayav in Chumoto Masrot. And once it's Tevel, you can no longer eat Chumoto Masrot from it. The din is, with regards to Chumoto Masrot, as long as the item is yet to reach the point of Kri or Digun, then we say that you can eat an Achilat Arai. You can have a snack from it, but you can't have an Achilat Keva. Once it already becomes Chayav in Chumoto Masrot, that you had Digun and a Kri, you piled it up and you harvested and processed it, then at that point in time it becomes Chayav in Chumoto Masrot, and you can't even eat Achilat Arai from it. So this individual took the harvest from last year, and now replanted in the ground. So he's take, basically taking things that are chayav and tevel and planting them in the ground. So the worker over here, we're allowing this worker to eat from these items, even though they're already chayav and trumotu masrot. And we see they're chayav and trumotu masrot because we see over here, umasran vadai, that after you pick them, you have to take off trumotu masrot vadai because we assume that this kuti does not take off trumotu masrot. So how is he able to eat from them arai? So here the rhyme gives two reasons. One possibility is, Kevin de Maser didumi de Rabbanan. Oh, Maser Yarak. 
Anything to do with a vegetable, master of, of a vegetable, is only meet the Rabbanan anyway. So, you don't worry about this case where he's taking last year's stuff that's Tevel and putting it into the ground. We know this guy didn't take off Masrot for sure. It's a probably that they never reached the point of Goren where they really became Chayab in Trumot and Masrot. He's eating it out in the field when he's working there. Question of why he's eating it out in the field is not clear because he's not technically entitled to eat it, but he's a poel that's working in the field, but he's a minakesh. A minakesh is not entitled to get food while he's working. Nevertheless, it seems that the guy gave him permission or for whatever reason, the poel, as part of his job, gets to eat them. Now, do we allow him to eat achilat arai? Because this stuff is tevel and stuff that was never had Shumot Masro taken off of it. The answer is yes, we do let him do it for one of two reasons. Either because the maser is only meat derabanan, and therefore we don't worry about the fact that the Nakhri didn't take off the Shumot Masrot. We just assume it's a Safek Durabana on the Kula. And whatever he planted is fine. And then he can eat it. Or the Ran says maybe that this guy didn't take off Shumot Masrot. But he didn't take off Shumot Masrot because it never reached the point of Digun. Because he planted them before he processed them and piled them up. So if that's the case, they never reached the point of Chiyuv of Shumot Masrot. And therefore when he replanted them, we don't worry about that Tevel. Because it's Tevel, like the continuation of the Tevel before that you can eat from them Arai, because they never reach the point of Digun or Kris. And he has to take off Masran from them, because we assume the Kuti doesn't take him off. Tosafot says something interesting over here. Why are we talking about a Po'el that is together with the Kuti? He says that this is a sociological thing, which is that Jews didn't usually hang out with Kutim. And since they didn't hang out with Kutim, the only way they're going to be hanging out with Kutim is if he's working for him. So the instance where you have this case is a case where there's a Jewish worker or laborer that's working for the Kuti. But socially, they wouldn't get together, and therefore the case wouldn't come up. But the case that can't come up is the case of Rabbi Shem ben Alazar Omer, Im Yisrael Chashuda Shvit, if the Yisrael is Chashuda Shvit. So now, what are we worried about? That he has bulbs that were left over from the Shvit, and now it's the Motzei Shvit, and he's planting them. So now you're working with him in Motzei Shvit. Are you allowed to eat from those in the Motzei Shvit? Are you allowed to eat from these items? Or are these items, Peirot Shvit, that were planted in Motzei Shvit, and now you have a problem? He says mutar. The motzei shvit are there mutar because as the Ran says here, this is the shitatos you mentioned before. That he can eat the leaves on the shminit because the ones that grow on the shminit vadai gidulam rabim alikar isura muraben. They definitely whatever grew in the shminit overwhelmed whatever grew before that in the shvit that came out of the ikar that was asur. So therefore, the leaves for sure are heter, and therefore you can eat them on motzei shvit lememra. What does that show you? The gidulim, the leaves that grow in the shminit, override the ikar from the shvit, and we don't worry about the ikar from the shvit anymore. So if that's the case, you see that the leaves, the gidulim, are mevatel the ikar. How do you know what we're talking about here? Maybe it's a case here where you're talking about items that are planted where the seed disappears. Whatever you plant is no longer there afterwards. It says, how can you say that? Hatanya, elohen achasiot. What is the definition of chasiot? These are items that have a bulb or have an item, a part that you, that when you plant them, they remain intact. The says, well, let's answer like we did with the previous Mishnah. Maybe they're crushed over here. So whether that means crushed, like the Rosh, which means that they're mixed up, or does that mean crushed, like the Ran says, or Tosavot says that they planted the crushed piece. Can't say that. Why? Chashud al-Shvit, Ketani. This guy is Chashud al-Shvit. So now that can mean one of two things. Either he's a Chashud al-Shvit and he doesn't care about making things into Heter, so he's not going to crush them 
to make him into Heter because he's Kashul Hashvit. He doesn't care about the Isur. Or, we have a principle in the Gemara and other places. The Gemara talks about the fact that someone who's Kashul Hashvit will not expend the effort to fix the item up because he might get caught. And if he gets caught, then he lost everything. So it's one thing to take the fruits and they're Kashul Hashvit and then if the Rabbanon catch him, he loses that fruit. Okay, what's the big deal? But if he puts in all the effort to crush them and to work them and then and then, and then they find out that it's Shvit, he's going to lose everything. So he's not going to put in the effort to crush them. So for one of those two reasons, if he's a Chashud al-Shvit, he's not going to crush the item. V'dobe and Betarovet. This is really the question that we asked on the first proof that the Gemara brought. How do you know we're talking about something that's growing in the ground? How come it may be a case of Tarovet? You have items from the Shvit, and you have items from Shminit, and they got mixed together. And now you want to know what the din is. How do you know what has to do with something that was in the ground that grew? That it was, grew on the Shvit, and now it's planted again on the Shvit, and it's growing again? It's a very easy answer. In our case here, it's an easy answer, because it says, I'm in a case, Tani. Over here it says that he's weeding the field. He's picking them out of the field. So we know they're in the ground in this case. That wasn't so simple in the Brighter that we brought before, because the Brighter before didn't have him working the ground, and that's why we had to deal with the question of how do they know that it wasn't a case of Tarovit. Gemara says, well, this is a strong proof that Gidulim override the Ikar, and therefore, Lema Tavi Tiyufte, the Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonatan. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonatan came at the end of yesterday's daf. We had Amar Rabbi Baum, Rabbi Yochanan, Yaldash Yisibchav Zkena, Uba Peirot, Afopisho Sifa Matai Masur. So we saw over there that the Peirot that already existed on the branch that you grafted, they remain Asur, even though Heter grows on top of them. That was Rabbi Yochanan. And we had Rabbi Yonatan, which was Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Rab Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan Batzal, Shunot O B'Kerem, V'Neakara Kerem Masur. It originally grew in the Kerem, and then the Kerem is removed. Even though it continues to grow back there, the Ikar remains Asur. So you have two Memrot that say that the Gidulim don't override the Ikar. Yet, here we have a Brighto, which clearly says that the Gidulim overrides the Ikar. So it should be a strong reputation of their position. So I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, Shanya Shvi'it. Shvi'it is different. Hovi Sura Ayadekarka, Betelata Nami Ayadekarka. Since the Isur of Shvi'it comes from the ground, Vishabtai Aret Shabbat Hashem, so the fact that the Shvi'tata Karka is what creates the Isur, interacting with the ground during the Shvi'it, or things that grow out of the ground in the Shvi'it, that is the problem. So therefore their Betela, their Bito is also Yadei Karka. Therefore when you plant them, it has an exaggerated effect. The growth, we give it more power because karka is the main factor here. So just like by isur, the karka is the impetus for making it asur. So to over here, the gidulim that grow in the shvinit, which grow from the karka, that's a reason to be mevatel the ikar. The karka can override that. So because of that, shvinit is it's a unique case, a unique case where karka plays such a pivotal role that it can make it asur, but it also can make it mutar. It can be mevatel it. And so what does it mean, Isura Yudikarko? Either by the Shvi'it, the Isur is generated through the Karko and not through time. As opposed to Orla, Kilea Kerim, which are time-bound Isurim. Here the Isur is generated by the Karko, not by time. Or, like we said here, that by Shemitah, Shabbat Shabbat Lashem, means that the Karko itself is Asura Babuda. And so the Isur that derives from it is an Isur that's connected to the Isur of Avodat Karka. Or, the Rosh over here says something interesting, which is, that while it's still attached to the ground, the status of the item switches from Heter to Isur. 
Because it goes from the sixth year to the seventh year on its own. It all happens on its own. They get mixed up without any human intervention. They're considered to be mixed. And therefore the heter can override the isur over here. Aval, orla v'kilaya karen. If you look at orla and kilaya karen, she'yev shalit arev yachad isur. Over there they can have the isur can never be mixed together v'heter atzmo michubar below masay yedei adam. They can't be mixed together unless there's human intervention. Kagon, borla yedei sibcha v'zekena, case where they grafted it. Or if he removes the kerem, that removes the isur. Then we don't consider them to be mixed. It's as if you're trying to be vatel the isur biadaim. Because therefore, and therefore the gidulim are not malet ikar. And that's what the rush sees, is the ikar difference between the shvi'it and the other items. It's not the karko, is just a siman. It's not the reason, but a siman that this Easter happens by itself. It switches between Easter and Heter, and Heter to Easter by itself. And therefore, they're considered to be mixed up. On the other hand, by all the other cases of Kilakerem and by Orla, the mixing only happens with human intervention. And since it only happens with human intervention, that means that the Easter and Heter are deemed to be separate and distinct items, and therefore, they do not wipe each other out. And that will be the explanation of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonatan over here. Hare maser karka. What about maser? Maser is also an Easter that comes in the car. You grow something. You're chayav in shumot and masrot. And the growth of the item is what generates the Easter. How do you know that? Because if you take a seed that already had shumot and masrot separated from it and you plant it, it grows again. When it grows again, then you're chayav in shumot and masrot. Ve'en karka. But it's not betelo karka detanya. Litra maser. Tevel. You have Maser that is Tevel. Maser that's Tevel. How is Maser Tevel? Maser was already taken off. That's Maser Rishon. So what is Maser Rishon Tevel? means that Trumat Maser was yet to be removed from it. So this is Maser Rishon that still has the Trumat Maser inside of it. Shazarabakarka. He planted. Bishbicha. And it grew. Harihika Eser Litrin. And now it's ten. It's ten times the amount that he had put in. Chayavet v'maser. Bishchayavet v'maser. Ubishviit. Enshviit. Now, whether that's in a single case, he's both chayav and maser and shvi'it, means that we're giving a chumrah from the shnei tzadim, that if it grew in the shishit and also grew in the shvi'it, so we give it the chumrah to both sides, that it's both chayav and maser and in shmita. That's one possibility. Or the possibility, depending on the year. If it's a shmita year, then there are so mishum shvi'it. If it's a year of masrot, then they still have a din of maser. And the maser that you're being mafrish over here, according to the Ran, is trumat maser. We say they're chayav and maser, means they're chayav in trumat maser. Ba'otol litra, the original litra, maser alemi makom acher, bon. He has to take off from that separately from the remainder, because the assumption is that the ikar stands alone. And since the ikar stands alone, it's really chayab in maser mi do'oraita. And since it's chayab mi do'oraita, you have to separate out from that separately. Whereas the other nine litros, which grew afterwards, are really not chayab. But midrabanan were mechayevu, and since they're mechayevu midrabanan, because they're not batel to the ikar, and that and they're not mivatel the ikar, so they stand alone. And you're chayav midrabanan. If you're chayav midrabanan, you take off to the shumat maser from another location. And the reason you have to be mafrish from akom acher, as the Ran says, is because if you did it from this internally, 
it would have a mixture of Ikar and Gidulim, which do not have the same level of Chiyuv. Therefore, we make you take off from somewhere else to deal with the Gidulim separately from the Ikar. That's one possibility. The other way to explain the difference is that the stuff that grew now requires both Masrot and Trumat Maser to be taken off of it. The one literature only requires Trumat Maser to be taken off of it. And that's the difference, why you have to separate them out separately. The way the Rosh explains it over here, Chayevet B'Maser means Chayevet and Trumot Masrot from scratch, that it's full Tevel, and you have to be Mafrish Trumot and Masrot from everything. Now, with regards to the nine literature, that makes sense, because these are new items, and therefore they should be Tevel. On the other hand, with regards to the one litra that was put in beforehand, that already had Trumot Masrot Mufrash and it was only Tevel the Trumat Maser. So what the Rosh says is that a Chumrah Midrabanan, Chumrah imposes that you have to be Mafrish Trumot Masrot again from the litra achat, because of the fact that it went in together with the other nine litra that were in the ground. But Midoraita, it still is. Maser Rishona needs Trumat Maser to be removed from it. Because the Ikar was Maser Rishon, that was Tevel for Trumat Maser. And so Midoraita, you still have to be Mafrish, Trumat Maser from it. So that shows you that even though the Gidulin are Tevel Gamre, they don't impact Midoraita on the Ikar, which remains Tevel the Trumat Maser, and not overwhelmed by the Gidulim to make it into Tevel from scratch. You are Mafrish, Midorabanan, but that's not a change in the status Midoraita. But what you see over there is that the Ikar and the, the Gidulim have a separate existence. That they're able to be independent entities, and the Gidulim are not Mavatel the Ikar. The Ikar has its own din, and the Gidulim have their own din. So you see here that even though Maser is a product of the Karka, and that's what makes it a sur, nevertheless, it's not Patel when it grows out of the Karka. Umar says, that's not the case. Amrei Maser digunu What makes you Chayav in Shumot Masrot is not the growing, Rather, the digun. It's putting it into a cree. It's putting it into a end of the process and piling it up. That's what brings it to the point of chiyuv, chumot, and masrot. So it's not that the chiyuv derives from the karka. It's true that when you plant something now and it grows again, that it will be chayav in chumot and masrot. But that's not what generates the chiyuv. The chiyuv only comes about once you reach the point of the kri or the digun. So if that's what generates the Isur, you can't claim that the Isur is generated by the Karka, there should, should have Bitul Bikarka. So Shvi'it is unique in that sense. That the Isur derives from the Karka, and therefore the Karka can help in the Bitul. And then that's why the Gidulim over there could override the Ikar. But in the case of Masrot, where the Chiyuv does not derive from the Karka, but derives from the Digun, making it into a Payo, finishing up the processing of the item, that's what brings on the Chiyuv, Chumot, and Masrot. Over there, you can't have the Karka being Vatelet. And therefore the Gidulim will not override the Ikar, and we'll have to look at them as separate entities, and deal with them as separate entities, whatever those implications are. And we discussed them just a second ago, what the implications are. But Maser is different than Shemitah. And based on that, we can say that Shemitah is different, and therefore the case that we brought, the bright that we brought by Shemitah, will not be a problem for Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yonatan, because they'll say, that's the din of Shemitah. We're talking about other dinim. Shemitah has its own din, because of the Karka plays such a pivotal role, it can both make it a sewer, but also can make it into heter. Okay, we're going to stop here by the top line on Nintendo Alf, and the Gemara will continue to try to search for the answer here as to what is the status of the Gidulim vis-a-vis the Ikar when the Gidulim of heter and the Ikar is of Isur.